This is Dr. Nidigan on the EM Stud podcast. Here at EM Stud, our goal is to help you decide if emergency medicine is for you, and if so, how to get there. But we also intend to talk about some clinical topics from time to time, and before we get started doing that, I wanted to first talk a little bit about a fundamental concept, working in the gray zone. So for all of you out there considering emergency medicine, I hope this gives you a little bit more insight into what it is we do exactly. Or, as it turns out, inexactly. So let's back up for a second. Think about every test you've taken in your entire life up until now. Except those philosophy essay exams. Forget those. Those aren't important. I would imagine that the majority of your undergraduate and medical student knowledge assessments came in the form of a multiple-choice test. Now, why are multiple-choice tests good? Well, they're easy to explain. You simply read the question and pick an answer. They're easy to grade. Either you got the correct answer or not. And to some extent, they're easy to analyze in the sense that the number of students getting a particular question correct can be determined and whether or not the question correlates with someone who does well on the test overall. So, you read about a topic, or you hear a few lectures, then you take a multiple choice test which measures your ability to regurgitate that information. And as a medical student, you know what? You get pretty good at it. Even though your brain is given a horrendously large volume of information to digest, you develop strategies, like picking up on associations, cluing into buzzwords, focusing on high-yield material. But, last I checked, patients don't come into the ED with multiple-choice questions attached to them. Okay, so occasionally a guy comes in with a return-to-work note with the options yes or no, and I always circle yes, and most of the time I think I get this question right. But everyone else instead comes in with not a question, but a statement. A complaint. A description of what hurts, what doesn't seem right, what makes today different, and how they felt yesterday. To frame this as a multiple-choice question, a patient comes into the ED and says to you, my chest hurts, or my belly hurts, or I just feel weak and dizzy. Then they ask, Doc, what's wrong with me? Your options are A, nothing, B, something terrible which at any moment will unpredictably but almost certainly lead to instant death, or C, I don't know. I'll be honest, I have picked each of those answers before. In fact, I probably picked each of those answers in a single shift. By definition, these are undifferentiated patients. They have no diagnosis, only symptoms or concerns, and as an emergency physician, the very core of what we do is getting that critical history and physical exam, thinking about all of the possible causes, both non-emergent and emergent, and ultimately making a judgment call regarding what is or isn't likely to be the diagnosis. This is what I consider the gray zone, an intellectually, hypothetically, and statistically uncertain area in which there are no right or wrong answers, just varying shades of gray of diagnostic uncertainty. If you haven't read the book I, Robot by Isaac Asimov, I highly recommend it. It's nothing like the movie with Will Smith. It's better. It contains a series of short stories set in the world of science fiction about the dilemmas that occur because of these robots that are bound to the three laws of robotics. Seriously, go read it. Pause this podcast and go read it. Okay, so now that you've read iRobot and are familiar with the three laws of robotics, I'll admit that the book doesn't really have anything to do with emergency medicine, but I would like to present to you what I consider to be 
The Three Laws of Emergency Medicine in Evaluating Undifferentiated Patients. The First Law of Emergency Medicine. There is no such thing as 0%. There is no such thing as 100%. To put it another way, while some things may be more or less probable, nothing is impossible. This makes sense, right? Statistically, it's impossible to say that you are 100% sure that the chances of something happening is 0%. It comes down to probabilities, the probability of risk of disease, risk of complication, benefit of treatment. To say that you've excluded a diagnosis really means that you've estimated the probability to be at a low and acceptable level. I never tell my patients things in black and white terms. Instead, I use phrases like, you probably don't have X wrong with you. You will more than likely do okay. But, and this is important, if your symptoms change or get worse, come back. Since there's never a 0% chance of risk or a 100% chance you've fixed them entirely, having that discharge discussion with a conversation about return precautions is crucial. The second law of emergency medicine. No tests are perfect. We'd all love to believe that when you order a test, you'll get a yes or no result. And sometimes you do, but oftentimes the answer is not as definitive as you'd like. Such as, an x-ray interpretation that says abnormal finding, clinical correlation required. A lab test with a borderline value right on that edge of normal and abnormal. It's inevitable here, still, that you'll have to make a judgment call. And the even more disturbing truth is that each test comes with its own set of probabilities of being accurate and precise. All tests have false positives or false negatives, but in real-time clinical practice, you may not know if this result is one of them. So, in the end, it requires interpreting the results of your tests, understanding their limitations within the clinical context of your patient. The third law of emergency medicine. Everything we do and decide on can be seen in terms of risk versus benefit. Each test, each intervention, each disposition carries a risk as well as a benefit. There are costs and hazards of testing that are weighed against the value of knowing the result. There are risks to the patient with procedures and medications that need to be weighed against the potential therapeutic efficacy of their use. And each disposition whether it's to home, observation, general admission, ICU, whatever, carries both a potential for good as well as a potential for badness. So in the end, what I do, what we do as emergency physicians, is navigate through this never-ending gray zone while abiding by the three laws of emergency medicine. Armed with only probabilities rather than black and white answers, tests that at their best are still imperfect, and decisions and interventions that carry the potential to help but also the potential to harm, we take what little information and time we have and ultimately make judgment calls. If this is your cup of tea, well then welcome on board. If not, that's okay too, but know that medicine in general is an imperfect science and emergency physicians are simply on the front lines. And even though we may work in a gray zone, it is an exciting, challenging, and awesome place to be. 